Hello people, welcome to the community of the Growth Mindset Podcast. Guys, if you are a first time listener, don't forget to subscribe on the channel platform on Instagram so that you don't miss on more interesting episodes coming up in the following weeks. And for our daily listeners, here we are again with a new episode where we will interview another interesting personality from a unique industry and understand how they were able to accomplish this great level of success. Remember, this is a podcast where we learn easy, practical methods and tips that we can implement in our daily lives from the very best and the most successful people known today. Because as we all know, success leaves clues. And we the people having the growth mindset will use these clues to create a better, more fulfilling and a successful life. So, let the growth begin. All right. So first thing first, Neil, thank you so much for taking your time out and joining us on the Growth Mindset Podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So Neil, you don't need any introduction. So I am going to, you know, just dive deep into our conversation. Now, I was listening to your book, right? I have your book downloaded, The Hustle. Uh, in your book, Hustle, you talk about you starting your career from mopping floors to now becoming world's number one marketing guru or an expert. How did this happen? I'm, I'm very curious. So I don't know if I'm the n- number one marketing expert or guru. Um, I still probably have a long way to go to get there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, w- w- one thing that's helped me, and I'm very honest and transparent, one thing that helped me is timing. If you think about what you're doing with podcasts, you got in early in the Indian market, right? Mm-hmm. So I started my career early, which did help, of course. Um, but even there's a lot of people who started early, and there's actually a lot of people who started before me. And, you know, starting early doesn't guarantee success. Sure. Uh, one thing that I've done is I'm not the smartest person, but I'm persistent. So when I see something working, I go all in. Even if I can't map out the ROI, I keep going all in. Nice. I'm good dropping. And mm-hmm. Gujaratis are known for being penny pinchers in yep. India, <laughs> right? So yep. what's funny is in my personal life, I don't spend a lot. But in hmm. business, if something's working, I go all in. I don't penny pinch in business. Hmm. And I just double down and I keep investing and I keep putting anything that I make back in. And instead of spending money on a nice car or you know clothes that I don't need, I spend it on business and doubling down you know stopped from my team earlier and uh i was like i want a 4x content production and they're just like you're crazy and i'm like well after i 4x it i want to then 4x it more after that and they're like you're crazy and i'm just a big believer in you just go you do more than everyone else you keep grinding it out and you don't stop and there's no easy path there's no one thing that'll get you to where you want to be it's just doing a lot of little things right for many, 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 many years when other people aren't willing to. Interesting. Now, how did you get a break into marketing? Like you start, you were, you know, mopping floors in an amusement amusement park, right? Yeah. So where did you get the opportunity? Which was your first gig, and how did that transition happen? Sure. So I was mopping floors, and I didn't like my job and cleaning restrooms. You know, it's not fun, but you, know, you got to make money. But while I was doing this, 
I was looking for jobs online and I ran into a job board. And when I ran into a job board, I didn't qualify for any of the jobs online, but you know, I saw that they were making hundreds of millions of dollars. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I can't find a job. So let me, I can't find a high paying job. Let me just create my own job website. So I paid some people, got it created, and then very little people came to my job website. And it was at that point that I realized that I had to do something called marketing. So I learned it. I got decent at it. And uh, being a Gujarati kid whose mom was a teacher, I was also taking college classes in high school. And one of my first classes was a speech. And I gave a speech on, it was called Speech 101, but I gave a speech on how to uh, do SEO and how to market. And someone ended up hiring me. They were paying me around $5,000 a month, but I was making them over $20 million in revenue. Wow. That was my first big break. Interesting. Now, uh, you know, on your, in your book, you basically talk about hustle, right? And initially, you start off your book with entrepreneur hustle. Now, I want to understand what exactly is entrepreneur hustle and what is the right kind of hustle? So I'll even make it simpler, right? Mm -hmm. Let's jump into what is the right kind of hustle. And because hustle is a very vague term, I'm going to break it down on how someone can achieve results. Think about what your goal is that you want to achieve within the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait for a New Year's resolution or anything. Just think about what your goal is for the next 12 months. And then take that goal and be like, do I think this is realistic? You may hmm. not have an answer to that. Break that goal down into what do I need to do over the next 12 months, each month, month one, month two, month three, etc., all the way month, month 12 to hit that. And then if you think you can do everything within those 12 months, your goal is probably realistic. If it's not, go back to the drawing board and adjust your goal. Hmm. So then once you break things down into a 12-month period, I want you to then say, okay, here's what I need to do in month one. We'll break down month one into four weeks. And then I want you to break down what you need to do over those four weeks into take each week and break it down into seven days. And then when you have what tasks you need to do within each day, break down the task into things that can be completed within 20 to 30 minutes, one hour max. Hmm. And then now you have your to-do list on what you need to do each and every single day to try to hit your goal. And don't go to sleep until you accomplish it that day. Every day. That's it. Just grind it out. Do whatever it takes. Make sure on a daily basis you're accomplishing whatever you need to to hit that goal in that 12-month period. And because you've broken down your goal and from a one-year goal to a, what you need to do monthly to what you need to do weekly to what you need to do daily to what you need to do even per hour, you're much more likely to accomplish it because it's meaningful bite-sized. Because when you look at this thing saying, I got this goal and you need to hustle my way to get there. Well, that's a year from now. You're going to be like, oh, I can do that tomorrow. I can True. do this. Other. And that's why most people don't hit them because it's unrealistic. You need to break mm. it down onto what you're going to do each day and create the right mindset and habits saying, I'm going to wake up and work on my goals and I'm not going to go to sleep until I accomplish all my tasks for that day so I can hit my goal at the end of the year. Period. I don't care if you're sick. I don't care if it's Christmas. You do your daily tasks. Awesome. You know, what I really love about uh, what you've just said is, you know, breaking those things so minute in detail that you know what you're exactly going to do. 
rather than you know pushing it forward saying i'm going to do this tomorrow or day after right now let's say i've i've devised a plan let's say one person has already decided what he wants to do what business he wants to get into right now what you've said is amazing like breaking it down to multiple parts and then breaking it down basically to hour based or weekly or daily based tasks right but now let's say how can people stay motivated now i can have a great picture amazing plan but then yeah. if i don't execute all that is for nothing right so how can people stay motivated to make sure they are hitting those goals you know what i found about motivation is it, it, it's really funny mm-hmm. typically when someone's not motivated they look at it as a chore a job a lot of work and they're not into it they don't know if they want to do it usually means they don't love what they're doing hmm. see if, you, if if your goal is to i want to make more money at the end of a year that's a bullshit goal spend less money if you spend less True. money you can live a happier life and you don't need to make as much who says you need millions of dollars or you know millions of rupees doesn't go that far anymore right because of the <laughs> yeah. Um, it once did, you know, twenty, thirty years ago, a million rupees was much more. <laughs> uh, but when you look at it, if you don't love what you're doing, you're gonna quit. You're gonna give up. You're not gonna be motivated. You don't need a motivational poster that says, you know, keep pushing forward, or opportunities are a dime a dozen, or your hard work will pay off. What you really need is to find something you're passionate about and love. Because if you don't love what you do, then you're going to see it as work, and you're going to be exhausted, and you're going to be frustrated, and you're not going to care for it. But the moment you love what you're doing, you'll just keep pushing forward without considering it work, and you won't need that motivation because your love, your passion, is your motivation. Interesting. And how can somebody identify what they're passionate about before they get into or start a business? Any practical I, tips I you have? As, yeah, I, I see it as trial and error. See, most hmm. people think that you grow up and you say when you're a little kid, I want to be a police fireman. I want to be a firefighter. I'm Indian, so my parents were like more like I grew up. I want to be a doctor. I want to be engineer. Not so much. Yeah, engineer, <laughs> doctor. Yeah. You know, those are the common things. Doctor more than anything else. True. Which, and, and, you know, they're like, oh, doctor, good job. You know, very steady. I'm like, okay. But the problem is, is by the time you're a little kid to when you grow up, you usually don't want to do whatever you're thinking. Yep. And you're just like, wait, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I'm passionate about, but everyone else does. Well, that's a false sense of reality because everyone else doesn't know what they want to do. The easiest way to find what you're passionate about is to try a lot of different things that you think you're interested in. Hmm. Spend a day doing something. Spend an hour. If you like it in the next hour, then spend the next day. If you like it in the next day, do the next week. And if you think you're going to really love it, you'll be like, wow, this is amazing. Time flies. If you don't like it, then move on to the next thing. See, most people figure out what they're passionate about and what they love by trial and error. You tend to try a lot of different things, and you end up landing on the thing that you're naturally better at. And what most people don't realize is that thing that you're naturally good at tends to also be the thing that you love. And that you're passionate about, and Very then true. that you spend your time on. Awesome. But what you'll find is the things that are really hard to you, that are hard to come by. Usually, people aren't passionate about that. They want the things that are easier to them. Exactly. So it makes sense, right? You identifying what exactly is your strengths, and then trying to go after those and see if you actually love those or not. And if you if you think that's not for you, I mean, yeah, you can obviously go ahead and try new things. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Now. Going back to uh, the conversation of let's say somebody starting a business, right now, if you had to give three top advices, any three practical tips that you think an entrepreneur should keep in mind before starting a business or when he started a business, 
what are those tips to make sure that that company succeeds and they're also making a good name how can they do that sure so the first tip i have for you is speed and execution is everything if you can't move fast you're going to lose someone else is going to ex out execute you and be faster than you hmm. the second thing that you really need to keep in mind is there's not enough time in the day for you to do everything and you probably don't have much money when you're starting off so get a business partner your business partner shouldn't be the same as you. If you're an amazing marketer, don't get another amazing marketer as a business partner. If you're amazing at operations, don't get an operations person. Maybe get another marketer or a, uh, get a designer or a product person or engineer. They have to complement you. They have to be have different skill sets than you because that way you can get more work done within the hour or within the day technically than if you're just by yourself. Hmm. The third tip I have for you is you're going to make a shitload of mistakes. That's okay. Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, they all make mistakes. Jeff Bezos, all make mistakes. The guy who owned Gio, the... Gio, Ambani's. Yeah, um, Mukesh Ambani, right? Yes, yes. So, richest guy in India, I think. Yep, he is. And, and he's a big personal brand. Even he makes mistakes. Everything he touches does not turn to gold. He's made many sure. mistakes. It's okay. If you make mistakes, doesn't mean you won't succeed. The key is, you take the mistakes you've made, you learn from them, and you avoid making the same ones over and over again. See, I'm not the smartest person. I've made too many mistakes. Every time I make a mistake, I learn from it. And then I avoid making it over and over again. Mm -hmm. And eventually, I'm left with the things that I should be doing. See, I didn't start off as an entrepreneur saying, I need to do these things to succeed. I start off as an entrepreneur making too many mistakes. And then once you stop making those mistakes because you learn from them, you're left with the stuff you should do, and that's how you succeed. Exactly. No, makes total sense. Now, if I had to ask you, you touched the base, you know, wherein Mukesh Ambani has uh, having a great personal brand. Now, there are a lot of entrepreneurs here in India who are, who are getting into the, uh, you know, this space of starting their own business. I don't know if you've observed this, but a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of businesses are starting here in India, right? India is booming right now. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> even in the next five, 10 years, it'll be a massively wealthy country. Exactly. So I, I, I have observing the pattern that, you know, where people are actually starting more businesses, more entrepreneurs are rising. Now, for entrepreneurs who want to build their own personal brand, right? What is your advice to them? Any three practical tips that you think can help people build a solid personal brand? Sure. If you want to build a personal brand, follow the rule of seven. In marketing, hmm. when you do something seven times or when, not when you do something, when someone sees or interacts with your brand seven times, they're much more likely to remember you, evangelize you, have that emotional connection. So you need to follow the rule of seven. So how do you get someone to see or interact with you seven times? Hmm. You do things like blog posts, podcasts. You do things like posts on social media. You go live. All these are examples of people getting to know you, seeing you. Hmm. And when you do that at mass scale, it'll start building your brand. Hmm. That's the rule of seven. And you mentioned this in your book as well, right? Yes. Awesome. Well, in the book, we either mention the rule of seven or we mention it on our website. I don't know if actually the website is up because the book is a few years old, but mm -hmm. we had a yeah. website that had all the notes to hustle and we were breaking down uh, tactics and tips. And one of them, I ended up writing about the rule of seven. Interesting. Interesting. Although I've kind of written too much content these days. I don't even remember <laughs> how much stuff I've written. I, I, I did go through your website and I saw a ton of information of like, wow, you are putting out a lot of content out there, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, on the same book, right? On since we are topic, we are talking about your book. And uh, if I could ask you, if there was something in your book that you would like to add, a chapter 
or new technique that you've learned. Your book came out in September, September 8, 2016. It's been four years now, right? So if you had to add a chapter or a new theory that you've learned over these four years, what would that be? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, what, one thing that I would add that's not in the book is if you want to succeed, how can you make it where your competition can compete with you organizationally or structurally? Hmm. Now, here's what I mean by that. If I release, you know, in the next six months, I'm going to release a product called UberSend. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a marketing tool called Uber Suggest. I'm going to release an email tool called Uber Send. In okay. India, a lot of people use MailChimp, free email tool, right? Yes. Very popular in India. True. MailChimp offers you a limited number of contacts and sets. Correct. They make $700 million a year, according to them, at least okay. articles I've read online. Okay. I, I offer an email tool that is unlimited sends, unlimited contacts for free. MailChimp, technically, they could try to compete, but organization and structurally, they cannot. Yeah. Now, let me, let me break down why. If they make $700 million a year, how do they make that money? Correct. By people sending emails, right? The more yeah. contacts they have, the more emails they Correct. send. Correct. But if they say, hey, we won't charge you for emails anymore, you can send as many as you want for free, how much revenue would MailChimp make? Nothing. Nothing. So can they just change our business model and lose $700 million when they have, let's say, 1,000 employees or 700 or 600, whatever the number is? Nope. You can't. You can't. Can HubSpot, who's publicly traded, do the same thing? No, they can't. Exactly. Can you also go being a new entrepreneur and go to VC and say, I want to raise money for this free email product. I don't know how I'm going to make money. I'm going to give unlimited sends, unlimited contacts. Nope. Most VCs would say you're crazy. <laughs> but do you understand what I mean by organizationally and structurally, they cannot compete. So if you can create a business where your competition is unable to match what you're doing, it makes it much easier to win. Hmm. Okay. In your own experience, right, Neil, uh, what mistakes you're seeing people make who are trying to build a business? So the big mistake that I see people making, and I made this one too many times, is they don't go after big enough TAMs. So a TAM Mm. is a total addressable market. The bigger the market, the easier it is to take a small slice of a pie. Mukesh Ambani is a smart guy. He created a telecom company. Telecommunications in India is big. So many people use cell phones instead of desktop computers and laptops and everything. In many cases, the cell phone infrastructure is better than the uh, hardwired infrastructure, depending on what city you're in, right? Correct. Yes. So that's a big market. On the flip side, if Mukesh Ambani, even though he's rich and smart and powerful, if he decided to create a business creating curtains like the one behind you, it's not that big of a business, you know? True. It doesn't matter how smart he is, how good he is, how good he executes. A small business is a small business, mm. you know? Yeah. But he did it right. He created amazing network with, you know, Geo. And he, what he ended up doing was getting all the celebrities, pushing it, creating a very, very big market. Huge company. A lot of money in the short run for it, but it's, it's worth a lot of money. Yeah, the long that run. was that was a great tactic, right? Wherein he actually gave out, as you just mentioned, organization structure, a very classic example. 
wherein when Jio first was launched, right, Mukesh Ambani's uh, network, he gave free. I mean, like for the next one year, everything was free, free internet, free calls, all you want. But then after a year, when you know all the other companies exhausted, they knew that they can't compete against something that is free. Obviously, they had to reduce all the different companies, telecommunications companies had to reduce their charges. And now, Jio is one of the leading uh, ones out there. And, and the pricing is cheaper too. Jio very, is cheaper. Very cheap, very cheap, yes, compared and to the all the other vendors. Big TAM. You get what I mean? That's a massive market. <laughs> true, true. Now, if I could ask you now, uh, coming uh, a little away from business side, right? Uh, in terms of leaving a fulfilling and a satisfied life, Neil, right? Uh, what do you think people can do to get into that state where they also are successful in their professional lives, but also making sure they're also successful in their personal lives? So personal life, the way I look at it is, is, are you content in life? A lot of people try to be happy, but happiness is a state that goes up and then it tends to go down. You don't stay happy forever. You want to be content. You don't want the ups and you don't want a ton of downs. You want to just be level all the time. And if you can get a little bit of ups and some amazing moments, that's great as well. And the way I look at life is when things are going really well for you, remember, someone else always has it better than you. And when things are going very poor for you and not in your favor, remember, there's always someone out there who has it much worse than you, right? Definitely. Are you sleeping on the side of the road in a tent with 20 people in your family? Probably not. If you're listening to this podcast, there's always someone who has it worse than you. And there's always someone who has it better than you, whether it's Mukesh Ambani or Bill Gates or Elon Musk. There's always someone who has it better than you. So that helps you keep level-headed when things are good or bad. So that way you just keep pushing forward in your personal life. Right, and Makes you can sense. use this concept in business, but the key is just to be content with what you have. You don't need a Ferrari. You know, in India, I'm seeing this boom now. It's starting to become where people mm -hmm. are trying to buy much more fancy cars. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that trend. Yeah, and then they're starting to show off and taking pictures. I don't understand why. I understand why people are doing it because they like it and it helps True. create sales. But do you really need that? Does it really going to make that much of a difference? It's just a car. In India, there's so much traffic. It doesn't matter if you have a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. <laughs> person who has a Rick yes. or, or a bike is going to go through the lanes and he's going to get there faster than you. True. <laughs> no, that's a very good insight. And you being in the US and you're still keeping a track of what is happening in India and you exactly know the rickshaw and the, the traffic out here. I mean, that, that's, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm like, you want a Ferrari? You're going to sit in traffic for two hours. What's the point? It's not comfortable. Exactly. Interesting. And then you're going to get robbed and people are going to take your money and there's all these other problems. Things you are agree crazy. with this, right? It just creates 100%. Yep. Uh, Although some of the actors and actresses, I get it. They have like the Rolls Royces and stuff like that. But... They have a whole different zone altogether. It's like a different planet for them wherein they're living in some hi-fi buildings, bungalows, cars. They're sorted. They have their own business. But for somebody who is just starting up, just started to make some money and they're starting to invest, I would not even yeah. say that's an investment. That's just you, you know, throwing your money out somewhere else. As you just said that, why do you need that if that's not your requirement? Why are you doing that in the first place? Makes, makes total sense to me though. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, if I could ask you, uh, Neil, any top two books that you think uh, people should read, right? One is Hustle. Obviously, I, I would recommend people, all my listeners to go ahead, grab the book, Audible, Amazon, Flipkart. And read the book. It is amazing. I've been, I've, I'm loving it so far. 
and I'm making notes. I have a habit of, you know, writing down notes whenever I learn something new. So I've written down notes. And uh, if you can also recommend now, let's say two other books to the listeners who can help them. One could be a personal book, which can help them in their personal lives. And the second book could be a business related book. What those two books be? So I'm going to give two books. I didn't really read business books. So I'm going to give business books if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. Books. Mm-hmm. The first one is Principles by Ray Dalio. And it just talks about a lot of the principles that Ray Dalio has used to succeed in life. And Ray Dalio is one of the biggest uh, hedge yep. fund managers in the United States. He's yep. Wealthy guy, my guess is 15 to $30 billion, something like that. He's great. Yeah. Um, but his principles are really good. And he actually gives away, uh, I believe he still does online. He gives a free version away of his book so you don't have to buy it. Because his oh, goal wow. isn't to make money, right? He's already rich. So he I believe it's still, you can still download free versions of it. Mm-hmm. And he has tablet versions and everything. And then the second book that I would recommend is Art of the Start by Guy Kawasaki. It's an okay. old book, but it's about entrepreneurship, business, starting off. And uh, it's amazing. It has a lot of theories and concepts in there. And he's funny and he's right too. Like creating a successful business is harder than being in a pool and getting struck by lightning, you know? And, then, <laughs> and he's totally spot on. Um, but check out those two books. Yeah, awesome. Now, there is, there is this one question that I'm asked uh, a lot, you know, saying, please ask your guest. Uh, now, I have somebody who is an expert in this field, right? This is a question where, uh, you know, companies have their own websites, right? Now, what can they do to make sure their website ranks number one? You are an expert in there. You know how to rank number one. What is your tip? Amazing content. And not content with keywords. Like, don't get me wrong. You should do your keyword research. When I mean amazing content, think about the user. What is going to cause them to go to your page, read your content, and be like, wow, I've gotten so much value. I'm going to go take what I learned and go do and implement what I just learned. That's an example of amazing content. Hmm. And think about how you can express that, whether that content is in images, videos, text. It can range. If I create content on how to tie a tie, I don't need a 2,000-word blog post. I can show images on how to tie a tie or a video. Think about what makes it the easiest and the best for the user that's the type of content you need to push out first hmm. any specific uh, platforms you think people should target now we have tons of platforms like instagram social media youtube linkedin all of them all of them repurpose your content remember how we talked about the rule of seven when someone yes. sees, interacts with your brand seven times they're much more likely to remember you mm-hmm. if you put your content on all these platforms you're much more likely to hit people get them to notice you and see and interact with you seven times Mm-hmm. Now, but a lot of people who are just starting up, let's say entrepreneurs who may not have a team right by their side, right? What can they do? Like just post the same content on all the different platforms? Yeah. You don't have to do new content. You can just post the mm-hmm. same content. Interesting. So that people don't have any more excuses now saying, you know, I don't have a team member and yeah, I can't post. <laughs> just awesome. Post it yourself. Like Correct. seriously, just post on all the channels. You know, if you create text content that works well, go create a video version of it. And post it right. on YouTube and then upload the same video to Facebook and upload it to Instagram or IGTV, upload it to Twitch, upload it to LinkedIn and just put it everywhere. Awesome. Makes sense. Uh, now I know, Neil, we are coming to the end of our, our conversation. So that last two questions that I want to ask. Go right? All right. So the first question is, uh, do you know the importance of having the growth mindset, right? When you want to learn, you want to grow, you want to implement yep. things in life. So according to you, what are some practical tips that people can do? to develop the growth mindset in them. Create routine and follow that routine every single day. 
So routine could be as simple as brushing your teeth or working out. And what I want you to do is every week add one thing to your routine and stick with it consistently. Because when you do that, it'll help you develop that mindset of I got to work and do things on a persistent, regular basis to succeed. Awesome. And one last question. What do you think, Neil, is the purpose of life? I think for each person is different. For mm -hmm. me, I enjoy walking with my daughter and my wife and relaxing. I think for every single person, it's different. You got to figure out what makes you content, what your goals are, and that's what you need to follow. That is your purpose. You could just enjoy your time cooking all day. If that's the case, then be a cook, be a chef, or just cook for your family, right? Figure out what makes you content. Figure out what you really enjoy, and that is your purpose. Awesome. So, Neil, uh, thank you so much, you know, for taking your time out and, uh, you know, joining us on the Growth Mindset Podcast. I'm sure a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs are going to be benefited from our conversation today. And uh, I'm going to make sure that I also include all the links to your website, your book, so that people can go ahead and find you and learn more about you. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me.